This podcast is sponsored by the Adirondack Daily Enterprise. Local news. If you're looking for real news from your town, your village, your school, news that's important in your life, you can find it in the Adirondack Daily Enterprise. Local news. Who else is going to cover it? Nobody else covers news and sports in the Tri-Lakes as in-depth as the Adirondack Daily Enterprise. Pick up your print copy today. It's on stands now. Or visit online at adirondackdailyenterprise.com. Going down that dirt road. Welcome to Lake Placid, New York's Olympic Village, home of the 1932 and 1980 Winter Olympics, where history was made and continues to be made every day by people like you and me. Welcome to the show. We are Lake Placid, brought to you by the Lake Placid News, Lake Placid's hometown newspaper. I'm the editor, Andy Flynn, and we're celebrating all the people, residents, visitors, sports legends, who make this one of the best places to live on earth. We are Lake Placid. One of the things that happens at the end of the school year is sometimes school board members leave. And this year, Mary Dietrich, the president of the Lake Placid Central School Board of Education, is leaving. So our staff writer, Griffin Kelly, recently sat down with Mary to talk about her time on the school board. One of the the best things that the board did was to hire Roger Catania as the superintendent. Um, I think he brought a, a lot of trust from not only the faculty and the staff, but also the whole community who had known him as the guidance counselor. Um, you know, he had a really great reputation and he was known as a really ethical man that would put the interests of the students first. And so I think that was probably our best accomplishment. I think uh, we also developed a strategic plan, uh, which involved really the whole community. We had over over 50 people involved in, in creating it, and, and that really reinforced the idea that students are first and foremost and really gave us the focus, I think, that we needed. So it was students first and foremost was the first goal. Education was the second goal. Leadership was a third goal. Community outreach and development was a fourth goal. Finance and technology. So those were the goals that were really established by the strategic plan and it, and and it really drove everything from you know the board setting yearly objectives based on those goals to professional development activities um, to how the budget was developed, you know, what programs we needed to to really build and and reinforce. So it's it's that to me is an, a second um, accomplishment that I think has had a, a tremendous impact on the school and will continue to have a ter- tremendous impact on the school. And you kind of mentioned it twice uh, a little bit before that almost maybe within the last 10 years or so or a little bit before that uh, the school was a little bit on rougher times would you say you know give me a picture of what the school district was like before maybe the past six or seven years or so. When uh, I'm going to include Patty Gallagher in this too because we came on together when Patty and I were elected to the board we we were in a situation where there was no there were no guidance counselors one guidance counselor was out on maternity leave and in, in the high school and had just re- resigned the high school principal had resigned the interim who vice principal who became the, the vice principal who became the interim high school principal resigned uh, so there was no leadership at the high school at the end of our first year actually the um 
the elementary school principal resigned also to take a position in another school district. So we really were without a leadership team. The leadership, the superintendents that we had had, we'd gone through a couple that just didn't work out. So it was, you know, it was rugged, and and decisions. There were some decisions made that, um, you know, I think really hurt the district. I think that was evident in in the low morale of of the faculty and the staff and and of the students. And it really became obvious when Dr. Catania assumed the the superintendency. It was a marked difference. Um, it, you you could walk down the hallway and you just felt the enthusiasm come back. And I, I, I like to tell this story. The, the day that he, he took um, the reins, I had to be in the high school for an, another matter. And I was met by a, a teacher who handed me this globe that was upside down. And I said, you know, this, this is upside down. He said, yes, and I want to tell you this story. He said, on a day when one other teacher was sp- specifically was very low in, um, and was really having a hard time, he gave her the globe with it turned upside down and he and he said I told her that there would come a day when she would be able to return this globe to me with the tur- with the world turned right side up and the day that Dr. Catania took the reins as superintendent was the day that that globe was returned with the world turned right side up and that that really set the tone then for the rest of the the 6 years and now sometimes unfortunately you know there are school tragedies not only uh, locally but nationally, and this past year there's been uh, kind of a, a, a heightened sense of uh, gun violence in schools. And I just wonder, you know, how does a school board react to something like that, or how do you respond to that? You, you want to think that schools are a safe place for your students. And I think you know, what's happened nationally, even internationally, is kind of showing that that may not be the case anymore. <laughs> you know, that... Um, you know, I think you know, what we look at as a, as a board, we look at what do we have in place that's working, what do we have in place that could be improved, um, and, and that's that's what the focus has to be. Um, we looked at, we looked at and and what are our policies? You know, what do our policies say, and and how were those policies developed? So, first of all, if you look at the policies, because that kind of sets the tone for. Um, how how the school is going to be made safe and you know we what what went into developing those policies and um what went into it was a lot of a lot of study and a lot of hard work and a lot of consultation with the experts and the by experts i mean the state police um so that was the first thing and and um and to you know, when when things really started to to happen nationwide and in our own school um, it made us revisit those policies and and revisit the experts and and see what we were doing that was correct and what would they what would they suggest that we do to make things stronger so that's the, the first thing the first way that the board responds second way is to look at our buildings and what can we do to make our buildings safer and and we we proposed in the, the community approved the, the capital project a third of that capital project is is um, being spent on upgrading security in the school. So it's redoing the entranceways at both the elementary school and and the the high school to to make those entrances more secure. So there's a, a kind of a double it, that both buildings there'll be kind of a, a double 
entryway. So somebody will get in initially, then they can be screened better um, more thoroughly before they're allowed to have really full access to, to the building. So, so that's one thing, um, putting in bullet-resistant windows on the, the ground floor and in some of the interior rooms, um, interior windows in, in the schools um, is, is a second thing that's, that's a part of this capital project. Then thirdly, it's, it's really to look at the culture of, of the building and, and what can we do to, to educate people to, to take steps to make things safer. You know, we've, I said it at the board meeting the other night, you know, we've, we've been kind of insulated or felt kind of insulated from, from these happenings out in the, the big world. History has shown us that we can't be we, we we can't be complacent about this and so the old days when it was okay to prop the doors open and and um okay to just open the doors and let anybody in are over thank you mary i really appreciate you sitting down with me today and answering a few of my questions for more on this story and the latest news and sports from new york's olympic region check out the lake placid news Meet the people who make this a great place to live. We're on stands now. Grab a coffee, some tea, a beer, whatever. Spend some time with your print copy. Get away from that screen for a while. Or, if you insist, check us out online at lakeplacidnews.com. Special thanks to Dan Bergeron for providing our music. Learn more about Dan and his fascinating story, a life in radio, education, folk music, at bergeronfolk.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Andy Flynn, editor at the Lake Placid News. We are Lake Placid.